the Chinese year of the black milkshake. And welcome to Black Milkshake, the comedy podcast with me, Yorma Girko. And hi, I'm Ray Mack. And as usual, we're sponsored by James Joyce Irish Pub Istanbul. And I've heard, Jimster, a little dicky bird told me, we've got two celebrations coming up. Yes, we have. We're coming up to our one-year anniversary, I think in two weeks or three weeks. And we've just started on Grow Radio UK as well, where we're, we've got a regular slot on Friday and Wednesday evenings where we're playing all the old episodes. So uh, you can catch up there if you don't want to catch up on the podcast episode. So uh, let's get on with the show, Ray. This is good news, though, that, isn't it? A, a year already. Most podcasts don't do that. Uh, what have we got then, Johnny Beans, for the last time? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Uh, just, a quick, just a quick sip out of this, Jimmy. Uh, um, good health, my friend. And welcome back to the local juicer. Cheers. Home from home. This is therapy, Jimster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. Like you were talking about this anniversary and stuff. We've got true or false coming up. And with the spring in the air, our lovable top travel writer, Lisa Morrow, is talking about one of my favorite subjects. Weddings, Jimster. <laughs> Weddings. How many have you had? Uh, <laughs> probably, probably not as many as me. Uh, and on the subject of love, Greg the Cleaner will be getting tips on seduction, Roman style, at the Russell Crowe Love Bureau. Wow, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> now, Shakers, as you all know, last week uh, we were away on holidays. You had a good time, Jimmy? Yeah, brilliant. I was in Crete. The weather was lovely. Went in the sea three times. Um, ate lots and lots of great food, too much food. Yeah, it was just really nice to relax and get away. What about you? Where were you, Ray? Three, Jimmy, Jimmy, three or four million years ago, a series of volcano eruptions shook the central Anatolia area. Forming well, see, what you've we prepared know. this, haven't you? I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bollocks. I'm going to start that again from the beginning now. No, really keep it as it is. <laughs> I was in Cappadocia. Right. Uh, out of this world, Jimmy. Another planet, pal. Another planet. And if you've got money to spare, Jimmy, like 200 euros, which is a lot of money to spend in around 10 or 15 minutes for a hot air balloon. Is that how much they cost? That's how much it costs. Now, there was a family of three of us, so you calculate, do the maths, Jimmy. That's 600 euros uh-huh. for the three of us, and that's wow. for, what, an hour. But I mean overlooking the planes. Jimmy, this is another world, Jimmy, out of the world, another planet. Jimmy, yeah, I'm sure it's beautiful. Yeah, sure you know what it reminds me? The, the nickname is called The Beautiful Horses. It reminded me of Father Ted, My Beautiful Horse. You give us, <laughs> a, give us a verse, horse. Jimmy. Give us a verse. Give us a verse. My lovely, lovely, lovely horse. <laughs> my lovely, etc. Uh, <laughs> well, but there was were... Jimmy. Oh, there, was, there was also camels there. No, right. and those camels, in all fairness, they didn't seem to take the hump or the word <laughs> perturbed in any way. They seemed quite happy to let... The horses do all the donkey work, Jimmy. <laughs> I advise anybody, Jimmy, just one minute. I Just give me a minute to rant. Anybody who comes to Istanbul, Jimmy, should come to Istanbul for three days, fly to Kayseri, fly to Kayseri or Nevsheher. Nevsheher is only 40 minutes from Cappadocia. Right. Kayseri is only one and a half hours from, uh, from Cappadocia. I advise three days, Jimmy, 
in Istanbul and three days in the beautiful, out-of-this-world Cappadocia. Mm. It's it's on my bucket list, most certainly. Well, we were in Crete and we went to a Minoan cinema museum. It's a 9D cinema. I'd never heard of that before. Um, Mm -hmm. Got it. My wife's interested in Greek civilization, Uh so we... I got her that as a birthday present. And um, basically, they said it was an, an hour's expedition. And we went into this um, pre chamber where there were a couple of frescoes and a 3D bull that took all of two minutes to uh, to look at. And then we went into this tiny cinema with chairs that were, in effect, shaking and vibrating dentist chairs. And I wondered why the film was blurred the whole way through. It was only 20 minutes. The film was blurred, and at the end they said to us, uh, have you put your glasses back? We said, what glasses? Nobody gave us any. So... <laughs> <laughs> It was a bit of an anticlimax, really, but, well, not so much of a shock as when we were in a restaurant on the last night and the waiter who spoke very good English, uh, there was this meal that we didn't know what it was, and we asked what it was. It was a bit like cockerech that you get in Turkey, and uh, he was trying to explain it was meat wrapped in innards, and I think he was thinking of the word intestine, and he actually told us that, yeah, the pork is wrapped in testicles. Oh, my it's needless to say, we didn't order that one, but uh, I thought he was talking bollocks anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, from testicles to spectacles, seriously, Ooh, I like which that. I should just share 30 more seconds of what you should do in Cappadocia. Please, Jimmy, if you do make it with your good wife, please, the place is called the Underground City. Now, if you're right. built like the hunchback of Notre Dame, Jimster, Mm-hmm. Okay, you will absolutely run through the underground city. And I feel very sorry for a lot of the tourists because they're not actually told about this incredible right. tour. But they are unaware, like you have to be at least over five foot ten. And if you're over 95 kilos, it's not advisable. It's too narrow. And most of the tour, you're hunched. So you have to be over five foot ten. You have to be over. No, 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 Jimmy. If you're under five foot ten, if you're under five foot (laughs) ten, and if you're under ninety five kilos, eighty kilos. But seriously, (laughs) it's unbelievable. And do not take it without a guide, Jimmy, Mm -hmm. because there's no writings on the wall, pal, to give you any hints. And seriously, in the morning, if you can't afford the hot air balloons, just go to the top of the terrace. Be ready with the cameras and the videos and get that beautiful spectacle of all those balloons coming over. Looks like something out of the United Colors of Benetton, Jimmy. Lovely. Okay, so what else have we got then, Ray? True or false? Would you be ready to go into it, Jimmy? Oh, I think we should. Celebrity true or false? You can't handle the truth. Kevin Rowland was an assistant to a veterinary owner, Jimmy. True or false? A veterinary owner. So somebody oh, yeah. who owned vets. Yeah, owned vets, owned uh, an establishment, oh, blah, blah, uh, blah. Okay, an establishment. As well. okay. So long as we're not talking modern slavery of animal doctors. <laughs> um, he was an assi- a vet's assistant. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A veterinary assistant, yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go for saying that that's true. False. He oh, worked, dear. Jimmy, as a hairdresser. Turai, Turai. Oh, he did, yes. He did. Yeah. I, rem- I do remember you saying that one before. Mm. And Kevin Rowland. No, Roland- Jimmy, 
Ray's often mentioned friend uh, was in Dex's Midnight Runners, just for anyone who doesn't know uh, the context. Question two, Ray. Two, Ray. Two, Ray. Question two. Oh, you're really in a rush today, aren't you, Jimmy? <laughs> now, Robert De Niro turned down the Han Solo role in Star Wars. Hmm. Mm. That's an interesting one. Harrison Ford was not really very well known at the time. In fact, I think he'd been a uh, set designer on yeah. various film sets. And I'm assuming Robert De Niro would have been a really big name then after the Godfather films and various other things. Um, he was huge, massive, yeah. Yes, he was. Course, yeah. So I'm thinking that probably the only well-known actor in the original Star Wars film at the time was Alec Guinness. So I'm thinking budget-wise, as it was a bit of a gamble, it's probably false. Mm, not a bad gamble, you bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Al Pacino turned down the Han Solo role. Did he? And Yeah, he, he later says, they gave me the script. They offered me so much money, a whole lot of money. I don't understand it. I gave Harrison Ford a career pal. Oh, now, wow. in theory, Jimmy, I personally think uh, he turned it down, Jimmy. It would have been absolutely terrible. I mean, cock, if he did it. Harrison Ford were the man to do it, definitely. Yeah. Could you imagine? It would have, I would have seen it as an intense method acting version of Han Solo. Do you understand me? <laughs> no, seriously. Well, I don't know. <laughs> how, how, how could you method act Han Solo? I mean, he was a fictional character from space. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. And most importantly, we didn't have to hear Al Pacino say the Princess Leah had a nice ass when we were already <laughs> new to me. <laughs> it's one of those things, isn't it? I mean, Star Wars, you know, we grew up with that. And Ooh. how could you imagine anybody else doing that now? I mean, I even Chewbacca. I, I still haven't quite got over when they changed bungles in Rainbow. But. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, question question three in Australia we do feature Australia a lot don't we there's a lot of Australia this episode (laughs) in Australia high temperatures can cause flower nectar to ferment producing alcohol bees Mm -hmm. drinking it can get drunk struggling to fly Jimster so we're talking about a bees booze up really aren't we Um, I reckon that could be true I I reckon it's true well, believe it or not, Shakers, the reason that drunk bees are blocked is because honey is the primary food source and alcohol is the harmful, toxic contaminant. Mm-hmm. That so- could kill the larva, Jimmy. Wait a minute. And wait for it. Wait for it. As domestic tomfoolery shenanigans and violence rates also skyrocket within the hive as well, pal, causing an uncontrollable buzz. Enter, Jimmy. <laughs> Enter the bouncer bee, Jimster. Right. The bouncer bee blocks entry to each gorgeously drunken tippler and shouts from the top of his voice, Get out of here, you son of a bee hatches! <laughs> <laughs> Beer bees, Jimster, and shakers. That's nature oh, for you. <laughs> I, I didn't know that, but it doesn't surprise me, does it really? Because I suppose it's a form of mead, isn't it? Yeah. And you but can it's get just tr- pretty drunk on that. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. But as a great Irish philosopher once quoted, Jimmy, it's not all it's cracked up to be. 
Jeremy, you know how we're talking about we bring the animals in sometime to the celebrities. Celebrity animals. Yeah, but this is B celebrities. For example, B movie. B less celebrities. Yeah, B movie <laughs> two seven. <laughs> the voices were Katie, Kathy Bates, Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld, and John Goodman. Mm. Now for you. Indeed. So let's top that up. I think you got one out of three, Jimmy. Yes, I got one out of three wrong. Mm. <laughs> Are you sure about <laughs> yeah, I am, I'm very, very sure indeed. I got the first one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not too bad, my friend. Good skills. Ding dong, you're not wrong. I tell you what, Ray, you will never guess who I met in James Joyce the other week. Really, go on. Just the day before you got back from your holidays. Well, I was just in there, you know, minding my own business. And who should come in but Morgan Freeman? Serious? Ah, Absolutely. And um, surprise, surprise, I I I just got talking to him at the bar, you know, and uh, he asked me for my autograph. And uh, we we ended up having a pint together, and it turned out that uh, he was already a listener of the podcast, can you believe? So I got him to... Got him to record this uh, jingle for us, so here we go. My name's Morgan Freeman. You may have seen me in a movie or two over the years. I always play the black fella, even when you don't need one in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I was on Spotify a few weeks back and found Black Milkshake Comedy Pubcast. I laughed like I'd never laughed before when Dr. Brutus Himmler made Yorma stick the lie detector up Ray's ass. I listen to the Pubcast every week and catch up on all their old shows from 2022 on Grow Radio on the internet every Friday and Wednesday at 8 p.m. UK time. Remember, if you live a life of make-believe, your life isn't worth anything until you do something that does challenge your reality. So follow the Black Milkshake Boys and tell all your friends every Friday. Got that? That was the wonderful Morgan Freeman there uh, that I met the other week. Normally at this part of the show, we would play... Um, a Dame Edna Everidge jingle. That's actually me doing an impression of Dame Edna Everidge, the most loved character of the late, great Barry Humphreys, uh, who sadly passed away last weekend. Yeah, definitely. Um, All right. Was, All right. We didn't yeah. think it was very nice to make fun of Dame Edna today. So good job Morgan was around. But that was sad, that, wasn't it, Ray? Well, absolutely. I mean, absolutely pivotal creating those characters, Jimmy. You know, mm-hmm. his imagination and bringing them, bringing them to the life like only he could, Jimmy. But, yeah. you know, think about it. Racist, sex mad and shamelessly vulgar. Mm-hmm. Humphrey's most outrageous character wouldn't Elias survive today. Yeah, that was his favorite. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it wouldn't survive today's woke world, Jimmy. Yeah, I, I think to an extent. You can maybe still get away with stuff if you're in character. Um, I think if he'd have done it, said those less partisan things, or even Dame Edna things as himself, mm-hmm. absolutely no That's chance. But I think mm-hmm. I think you can get away with just just a few little things, like we get away with things through Hansi. <laughs> <laughs> rest, rest well, possum. Yeah. yeah, sleep well, my friend. And, and you, from one, um, we've got a lot of great Australians on today, but we're going from. Um, Barry Humphreys to Russell Crowe right now. We have got uh, Greg, the cleaner in the pub, and he has won raffle tickets, I believe, to the Russell Crowe Love Bureau. Video diary entry, April 7th. I mean, look, I won a raffle at James Joyce Irish Pub on Lonely Arts Night and won a non-pecuniary award. 
I've never been very good with women, so was delighted to win a love tutorial at the Russell Crowe Love Bureau. Apparently, he's going to show me how to seduce a woman. This is a nice cabin he has for himself. If I'm not much mistaken, I'd say that was a, a, a triumphal arch. Oh, I'd better ring his doorbell. Oh, that's a funny sounding doorbell. My name is Maximus Decimus Meredius, proprietor of the Russell Crowe Love Bureau, general manager of the Phoenix Strip Club. How may I be of service? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm here to learn the art of seduction, or as my mate Onzi says, uh, to have it off with a woman. What is your name? Gregory Aspinall, uh, hygiene operative and general office cleaner. Hello, my dear boy. I invite you to this cabin as my friend, and not to be a dick, not to criticise nor to comment on my command. Firstly, we must bathe with the female slaves. Fire destroys, water cleanses. There's hierarchy even in nature. Women must be governed. Often not wisely or gradually, but they must be governed nonetheless. Uh, I see, Mr. Maximus. Uh, I've heard they respond well if you ply them with hard liquor. Uh, I know Phil Mitchell used to do that to me. Is, is that a practice you're familiar with, Mr. Maximus Decimus Meridius? I'd rather have them three sheets to the wind on occasion than have a mutiny on my hands. Ah, uh, yes. Phil used to give me roofies and baileys. D do you know him, perchance? Is he an agent of those who would wage war against me? No. Uh, he was my friend. And then he did some things that friends shouldn't do. Besides which, I, I prefer women. But their bodies are different than ours, aren't they? Indeed. I know women. I've spoken to their doctors. When her lower limb is touching the horizon, the orb is no longer rising. Then it's reached its zenith, and you get a better view. Uh, are you talking about penile orifical insertion, Mr. Meridius? I think so. And, and what happens when I introduce my John Thomas? Our enemies would think they were cursed, that they were not here. And when you imagine yourself in green fields with the sun in your face, you too shall receive your freedom. Uh, that sounds very pleasant, but I'm a bit worried about the objectification of women, traditional gender roles and, and male privilege. Do you not see it? That the only things that keep this little wooden world together are privilege and tradition? It's leadership they want, and sin. Sin? Sin is good. Righty-ho. Uh, the only thing is that when I do the tradition uh, with those women slaves, I, I might feel a bit self-conscious. Could I bring a friend? For God's sake. There are 500 of my men in the freezing mud. I will not believe that they fought and died for nothing. And I'd like you to try to fix it. I propose a Bacchanalian orgy at my home in the hills above Trujillo for the glory of the Empire. Oh, that sounds champion, Mr. Maximus. Uh, incidentally, there was, there was a chap outside called Quintus who I said uh, was to let his men join in with whatever you tell me to do. Quintus is a bastard. This is the second time he's done this to me. There will not be a third. What is it with this man? I kill a relative of his in battle, perhaps. I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. <laughs> <laughs> Ch 
<laughs> you gotta love, you gotta love all Greg, and, yeah. and him taking advice from Hansi to have it off with a woman. <laughs> well, I, I've heard a rumor actually that uh, that very soon Greg and Hansi are going to be going to uh, a circus and um, are going to try to impress a uh, the ringmaster's assistant. But uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I love old Greg. Um, I love that. <laughs> so, Phil, so you should give me Rufy's juicer. <laughs> Rufy's and Bailey's. <laughs> Jimmy, I haven't heard the John Thomas word for ages. I'm roaring. That's and that brilliant. other fellow, Crow, that other fellow, Crow, mm. is going to have his vengeance and everything will be just, everything will be just champion, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, it's great, that, isn't it? Our next great Australian today, uh, we've got Lisa Morrow, who's going to be telling us about uh, weddings in Turkey. Inside Out in Istanbul with Lisa Morrow. Everyday life here in Turkey is pretty much the same as life anywhere. People meet, fall in love and decide to get married. Getting married means weddings and this leads to only one thing. No, not what you're thinking. I mean presents. People don't give toasters, glassware or cutlery, they give gold. It's traditional to give a gift of a Chayrek, a type of coin made of solid gold, but they're pretty expensive. You can buy a half or a quarter Chayrek if you're on a tight budget, and who isn't these days? When a number of us are going to the same wedding, I've thought about pulling resources and collectively giving a whole Chayrek, but it's not the done thing. So I consult with the experts, my Turkish friends' mothers. All the gold shops sell for the same rate, but mums know who you can trust. It's perfectly okay to give cash instead, provided you're comfortable with everyone knowing the amount you've contributed. At some weddings, you pin the notes directly onto the bride or groom's clothes, but at more upmarket dues, they wear special sashes just for this purpose. I like the way the lira notes pinned to the bride flutter when she moves, adding an extra layer of interest to the metres of tulle she already has on. Relatives and close family members often give gold in a big way. Ablas, what you call big sisters and respected older women, Teze, the aunt on the mum's side, and Hala, the dad's sister, try to outdo each other, weighing the bride down with elaborate gold jewellery sets. By the end of the night, the poor thing clanks every time she moves. Turkish weddings are a chance for wannabe brides and mothers of unmarried sons to pick and choose. However, don't expect to dance up close with your new love interest before slinking off together at dawn. You'll be linking pinkies with your girlfriends and performing the hullo until you drop, or your feet fall off, whichever comes first. Speaking of feet, when the night's over, try not to flatten the bride when you run at her to check the state of the names written on the soles of her shoes. Women believe the first name that's rubbed out, or unreadable, will be the next person to get married. Don't be too disappointed if it's not you. There's always the bouquet toss, a Western import now part of Turkish weddings. Just watch out for the women who take commando classes in catch and kill techniques and always get the prize. No one's told them you only need to catch one bouquet to be the next in line. Ah, uh, Jimmy, our Lisa. We're yeah. blessed to have her on our show, aren't we? Yeah, she's very good. She's very good. And all her books yeah. are available on Amazon, by the way, uh, if you want to know anything mm. about Turkey. Uh, she's lived here for, I think, is it 16, 18 years, and she's written all that time. And she really, really, she's traveled, lived in every corner of Turkey. Our guest, I think, in February, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah anyway, Lisa, Lisa will be back next month. Yeah, but Jimmy, traditions, Jimmy, traditions are traditions all mm-hmm. over the world. And everybody must respect that. But the pinning of the Turkish liras or gold all over the bride and groom's clothing, Jimmy. Now, seriously, that didn't go down too well with me when I got married to uh, my better half back in the day. Thank God she was against it. Jimmy, you looked like an over-decorated Christmas tree, pal. Seriously. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, what, do I mean, call, what do they call those people in London who wear all those badges and things? They call uh, pearly kings. Are they called? Is that something? Something like, something like that. Yeah. Like that, wouldn't you? Weird. Yeah. <laughs> my, my advice, Jimmy, is shove those liras. <laughs> and gold, no, not where you were. Where the sun don't shine. <laughs> no, 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 into a nice oversized handbag or uh-huh. a purse. In uh-huh. that bride's sisters, yeah, the bride's sister usually takes care of that. Right, and okay. blah blah blah. Check it out on the honeymoon how much you made. Mm-hmm. The only, yeah, okay, that's fair enough, isn't it? I mean, as Lisa mm-hmm. said in the thing, it's uh, you know you give give cash. It's like it's like giving someone a twenty pound. Amazon gift voucher, isn't it? They know that they're worth exactly £20, not £22, not £23.50, but £20. You know your value, don't you? <laughs> yeah. But it's the same in Scotland, Jimmy, in England, isn't it? I mean, uh, Ireland, they give uh, cards and envelopes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, these days, though, it's all about giving out lists, you know, these wedding lists and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to tick off that you've sent the, the set of towels, etc., which I, I don't like that. Anyway. But you fork out money and you got to get some back, haven't you? Yes, you do. <laughs> and then they can fork off. <laughs> <laughs> you <Yeah>, bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Black Milkshake, best posts of the week. Post of the week comes in from Gary Butler, an Irish expat, Jimmy, living in Memphis, Tennessee, America. Say hi. Hi, Gary. Okay. A group of Americans were touring Ireland. One woman in the group was constantly whinging and grumbling, nonstop giving out Jimster. The bus seats are uncomfortable. The food is terrible. It's too hot. It's too cold. The accommodations are absolutely awful. The group, Jimmy, reached the site of the famous Blarney Stone. Kissing the Blarney Stone brings good luck all your life, the guide explained. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, it's being cleaned today. So no one, I mean, no one can kiss it. Maybe we can return tomorrow, please God. We can't be here tomorrow, the cantankerous woman snapped. We have another dull tour to attend to. So I guess we can and kiss that silly old stone, Jimmy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, the guide replied, it is said that if you kiss someone who has kissed the stone, you'll receive the same good fortune, pal. Oh, my God. So I suppose you've kissed the stone, young man. No, I haven't, ma'am. But I've sat on it. <laughs> <laughs> Good skills to the exasperated guide, Jimmy. Good skills. And we're at that point of the show where we're wrapping up. We'll see you again next week. Uh, Tune in next Friday for our latest podcast, but you can also tune in on Grow Radio. Next week's show, we have uh, Lost in Translation is coming back, things that you should and maybe shouldn't or shouldn't have said when you're abroad. And we'll have Barack Obama, Joe Biden, uh, Donald Trump playing dominoes and getting an enema. An enema. An enema. An enema. Hackett Technologies and the Brutus Himmler Institutes of Senior Care have really pulled one out of the ass to get hat. <laughs> Sorry to get us that exclusive. <laughs> Thanks, Shakers. <laughs> Can we ask you to 
can we ask you to follow Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast page? Please, please, please. Scroll through and you will find some bonus episodes, videos and some great funnies. Yeah. Thanks ever so much, Shakers. We'll be back here next week. But in the meantime, don't forget to tell a friend about us and drop us a line. Thanks for your support as always. And keep the posts and lost in translations letters coming in, everybody. Special thanks to Tim Hallam, Grow Radio UK, Russell Crowe and his Love Bureau, and the late great Barry Humphreys. I'm still laughing. And then uh, James Joyce, Irish pub. Great to be back. Home from home. <laughs> John Coolshaw. Tim Hallam. Oh, we said Tim Hallam twice. <laughs> <laughs> So good we named him twice. Tim Hallam, Eamon McAndrew, twice. (laughs) See you next week, Shakers. I'm gorgeously drunk. (laughs) Good skills. Happy days and blue skies. Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast was presented by Ray Mack and Yormer Kierko and was produced by James Kirk. No animals or copyright were violated during the making of this podcast. Black Milkshake 2023.